0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Been a while. I'm still trying to get them out at least every two weeks, although sometimes I fail. <laughs> uh the it has been an absolute nightmare. There's so much going on. Like there's never ever a shortage of material, especially if you want to talk about the political end of things. Um, if you, you know, if you want to talk about the cultural and the thing, it's just, it, it, it's everywhere all the time. I don't know about you guys. I get, I get a little overloaded with it all. Sometimes, uh, it it just, it becomes like too much and it's just a constant. I, I, and I think that's all, uh, I, I think that's all purposeful by the media by uh, the leftists, the, the totalitarians that are currently trying to take over our country completely. They've done a a pretty decent job, really, when you consider that they've had what? They've only been at it. Well, it's not that they've only been at it two years, but Trump's only been out of office pushing two years, not even two years, and the the the, the Democrats have done an unbelievable job of completely ruining the country almost. Isn't that awesome? We are—we just passed $31 trillion in debt. Now, that's a lot of money, any way you slice it. But it's not so much money that the walking Joe this week didn't announce, I think it might have even been today, that we're going to give... Ukraine, another—I don't remember—six hundred ninety-five million. That's probably only for a week or two. So we're just—we're shoveling money over there. (laughs) But don't worry, we are defending democracy across the globe. Our our valuable and treasured allies, Ukraine. Oh God, Uh, I I don't—it's the whole thing, and, and now. Of course, nuclear war is uh frequently talked about Vlad Vladimir Putin. I should have keep que- queued up my uh my blueberry fields <laughs> such a oh, I love that song anyway um the Vlad is saying that they will use whatever they have to well if they they have to use nukes tactical nukes, they'll use nukes, and they aren't gonna shy away from it to defend their country and their way of life. And I personally think that if you... Man, if you look at everything, it's hard not to feel like he's... Vlad is the one, I think, telling us the truth more often than not these days. Certainly far more often than our own government. Uh, The United States just blew up two pipelines, the Nord Stream 1 and 2, in the Baltic Sea, which uh brought oil and gas from Russia to Germany and the, the Nord Stream 2 was just finished and had never actually been put into use. But don't worry, we took care of it. We bombed those suckers. So Germany there's no turning back now. Put on an extra coat, Myrtle. It's gonna get cold this winter. So anyway there's there's just it's a it's a non trough of of just leftist vomit all throughout the news on a nearly daily basis it's enough to make you want to hole up somewhere right and just turn off the notifications on your phone turn the TV off but I don't know anyway it gets that way for me maybe not for you guys probably not for I, I, I know not for all of you, my, my daughter, Lauren went to the Trump rally that was that that he held this past Saturday, October 1st, I believe in Warren, Michigan, right? Basically Detroit. And she went down, she actually was like, I don't know, three, four rows behind him right off to the left on a lot of the broadcast you could uh, see her. So it was pretty exciting. She had a really good time. I did not go down with her. Her mom took her down. Along with some other people, and they had a really good time. Lauren loved it. She loves going to Trump rallies, and I and I don't blame her. But uh, a couple weeks ago, Will, my co-host and I, my occasional co-host, <laughs> um, we actually went to like. And like I say, it was a couple weeks ago. It might have been the week before that, but we went to the Kid Rock concert in detroit at pine knob and that was a fantastic show unbelievable may have been kid rock swan song for a while it sounds like he's getting a little tired ready to take who knows two, three, four, five five years off and just kind of enjoy being a grandpa grandpa kid rock you never met a mother effer quite like him <laughs> It was a great show. It was so much fun. So, um, and I did just not feel like I didn't have it in me to go back down to Detroit for a Trump rally. So I picked my poison and this time. It was kid rock, not our president Trump, but not for a lack of respect and desire to see president Trump. If he was on the West side of the state, I probably would have done it, but he was not. So, uh, it, it was good though. I tuned in, of course, uh, Lauren's on, I had to watch her behind him, look at him, but (laughs) the, the, we had our candidates all up there. Um, the secretary of state candidate is Christina Caramo or something. Um, African-American lady. She, I, I, you know, I didn't know she was black and then I just happened to watch her come up and, but she was really good. I was really impressed by her. Um, who else? Matt DePerno for Attorney General, and he is a big advocate for election reforms. And you know they call out the election fraud and the whole thing. So good guy. Seems like a good fighter. And Tudor Dixon, who's running for governor, and she was good too. So all of them. There, there, was others there. Mike Lindell. Lauren got her picture with Mike Lindell. I should put that up. I'll put that up on uh, on Facebook and Instagram or one of them. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe both, <laughs> but uh, she had a great time. Mike Lindell was awesome, so I I, I asked her. I said, did you, "Did you try to take Mike Lindell's phone? Did you?" Because <laughs> you know he just he just lost his phone to the FBI, but Lauren did not know about the raid on Mike Lindell at the local Hardee's or wherever it was. He was on his way back from a hunting trip, and they stopped to get some. Fast food, and the FBI surrounded them, guns drawn, on the my pillow guy, <laughs> because, God forbid, he's a Trump supporter, and uh, that makes him a white supremacist and an insurrectionist and a terrorist, and you know all, all the things that we are. So, anyway, good times. Uh, but any, I am not going to talk today much more if i can avoid it about the politics or the cultural stuff right now uh i i want to talk to you guys and tell you a little bit about what has been going on with me it is after all the todd allen show so gather around the radio y'all it's testimony time no (laughs) anyway um i was in i i, I go to a, a big church here in town called res life about probably about once a month and the rest of the time i go to kind of a, a res life offshoot church here in allendale that my kids go to and they're all involved in and and so i like to see them do worship and and their whole thing uh but but i really like res life it's a big church like a mega church pentecostal anyway i just love it the pastor there is Dwayne. He does a great job. And it seems like every time I go there, God just speaks to me, man. I'm becoming a Pentecostal in my middle age. I don't know. But um, I, I really enjoy it. So this last week, I went to the Res Life Service. And the he was preaching on marriage. And his wife... Jeannie was up there and they were doing, they were going back and forth, but they did a pretty good job of it though. And, and then he, he got into some other things, uh, healing, I think wounded hearts or spirits. Uh, that was kind of the second half of it. First half though, he's talking about marriage. Well, he happened to, I, I okay, I have, I, I <laughs> what did Chris Riley say? I'm 38 years old. I am divorced. And I live (laughs) down by the river. No, but, uh, but I am divorced. I've been divorced. I think anybody who's read my book, by the way, it's good, good time for a book plug leaves the blue away is my memoir. And if you're interested at all in a, in, uh, well, whether you're interested or not, it's a great read, but what what I'm going to kind of talk about today, obviously would be a lot of this stuff would be expanded on more in the book. Uh, but it's available on amazon i think it's 10 bucks maybe 12 bucks i can't remember uh so look it up leaves the blue away, and buy it super cheap fabulous book probably you'll probably walk away saying that was one of the best books i've ever read in my life that book changed my life yeah it's a lot to ask for 10 or 12 bucks but that's what i deliver people so anyway uh (laughs) leaves that blew away on Amazon uh anyway I am I, I I've been divorced for I, I don't really know how long now but quite a while and uh I still get along great with my ex we co-parent great she lives like a mile away girls go back and forth it's really is a uh a good setup and a uh it's it's worked out well and then I am I'm with Nikki Nikki and I lived together, have lived together for quite a while. We've been together for 12 years. We haven't lived together that long, but for quite a while we've been together and, but yet we're not married. So, and I am the big <laughs> coming back to anyway, or a uh, Christian. And so obviously the way that I grew up, obviously that would not be, people would frown on that heavily. It does seem to be something that in our culture has become more normalized, and and certainly I've had the thoughts that listen. It's I'm absolutely committed to Nikki. How is this any different, other than you know we haven't well, we haven't jumped through the government's hoops? And as you guys probably know, I am not a big fan of jumping through the government's hoops at all. So I've always kind of looked at marriage as kind of created by the government, just this uh, this thing. And I, and I, I understand that it's throughout the Bible and the whole thing, but, uh, it, it really always had more of a, of a political and civil, um, connotation to it. I felt like, um, now I'm sitting in church and Dwayne's talking about marriage and it didn't necessarily hit me. He, he did, he, he went to a, passage in malachi that i have to say i'm sure that i've read it before i'm sure i've heard it before uh but for whatever reason it didn't it it, i it hadn't hit me the same way so anyway the the passages in malachi too, and it's like i don't know what the verse is like 14 or 15 or something like that i can't see anyway but in the message version which is the only version that i read and if you were smart it would be the only version you would read but Okay, there's lots of versions out there. Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) Anyway, I like the message. I like it a lot. Uh, So the, the verse is, God, not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Children of God, that's what. So guard the spirit of marriage within you. Well, that kind of blows my whole thing about it's more of a government thing, blah, blah, blah. When God says, hey, I made marriage, not you. And that he cares, or He or his spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. Okay. Anyway, it perked my ears up a little bit, but wasn't like I was all running down the aisle or anything. Crying. It wasn't that big a deal. It just it perked up, heard it, went out with life. And then... <laughs> This is kind of how my life goes. I was on my way home. Nikki was not with me. She uh, suffers from a chronic illness called Meniere's, and it, it, anyway, it's it's a nerve thing. It can cause horrible vertigo and nausea, and all things go along with it. It's always it seems like it's always worse in the in the morning. Uh, so frequently, I end up if I don't go with the girls, I I end up going to church on my own. Just how life is it's a, it's unfortunate, but that's what life is. So we're praying for a healing, trusting God for it. I think that it will happen, but thus far it, it hasn't. Or if it, if it is, it's a slow burn. So anyway, I'm on my way home from church of res life. Pastor Dwayne's preached on marriage. He whipped out Malachi and actually read the message version and perked my ears up, right? I'm on my way home and I'm like, okay, uh, and and this is how it works with me. I'll get, uh, you know, there's a bit of an, of an internal ongoing dialogue, I would say, with God, or there has been in the last four or five years since I've come back to Jesus, but in my middle age, since I've decided to become a Christian nationalist. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm on my way home. And I don't know if I had music. I can't remember anyway. And the thought occurs to me because I've I've had it in me that I that, that you know what Nikki and I should just get married. That'd be a good thing to do, right? Uh, we've been together. I absolutely adore. We're committed to each other. Why don't we do it? Do I have some PTSD from my first relationship? I don't know. But uh, it, it's not difficult to imagine going through this. World and having some PTSD when it comes to marriage, and when you've been through the marriage and the divorce process and the courts and everything else in the in the nightmare that is involved. But my my thing is that as as God brings things to my attention and is like, listen, uh, maybe it's time for this, like this, maybe this is the next step. And so I kind of heard him saying that about marriage. And I mean, it's been on my mind, like, it, but I felt like there were some impediments to it. We couldn't really do it like we want to, you know, things are kind of tight because of Joe Biden's inflation and the, the whole thing and I, all these reasons. Right. And I had been praying about it. I have these declaration things I do in the morning um, that, you know, are just kind of things that, I guess you would say things that I want, or they're kind of prayer things, or they're, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird mix. Anyway, um, I call them declarations. That's, I guess, what they are. And in some new agey, weird sense, they might be, people might be like, oh, you're trying to manifest or whatever. And it's not like that. I don't buy all that. But I do believe that there's power in, in words. And maybe I'm starting to uh, experiment with that, or, or kind of dive into that a little bit more. God created the entire world and spoke it into existence. And Jesus says that in the name of Jesus, you'll be able to cast that mountain into the sea. If you speak to the mountain, it's just, it's all through all, all through the Bible is speak to the problem or speak to or worship, you know, spoken praise and worship. Anyway, there seems to be power, supernatural power somehow in words and in speech. I don't exactly understand it all. So I've been playing around with that this year. And and it has been, for me, it's been really good. It's been really enlightening. I've seen victories and areas. I've seen a lot of growth that, um, that I, I maybe hadn't before. Maybe I was coming into it anyway, but this whole, you know, I was at res that what brought it up is I was at res, I think it was in March. And there was some, <laughs> gone, some like Pentecostal chick speaker, right? Half-ass looks like Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, it wasn't Tammy Faye Baker, but you know, the whole, the whole, whatever your picture and that's what it was. I can't remember what her name was. It was like Terry Savoy or something like that. Anyway, And she had props, and oh my God, I hate props. If you knew how much I hate props, when somebody's getting up to speak and they haul out a giant pair of pink scissors, it makes me want to stab myself in the eye. So anyway, I hate props. But (laughs) she had props. She had all these things about her that would, on my first impression and on the way that I work, would not be things that are my speed. Okay, I'm just they would serve to turn me off rather than than the other way around with somebody make me receptive to what they have to say but anyway she starts into her thing and starts going into these how she started these spoken goals and and declarations and and every day every morning and all these things that she started seeing all these blessings start happening in her life exactly what she's speaking and for whatever reason this person that i would almost always tune out i didn't and i was like hmm and and, the, and god like stuck that back away and i was thinking on it and i thought i'm gonna give that a, i'm gonna i'm gonna give that a whirl <laughs> and so i i did and i have this year and anyway one of them was about I, I, you know i'd like to be able to to, to get everything take care of mary Nikki, like we want to whatever and uh put a put a certain time frame on it i think i said by the end of the year which would have been this year and so anyway i'm on my way and and it it hasn't looked at all like this was going to work out uh because you you want to do certain things and uh that was not going to it was just not going to be part of the deal and so i had already kind of cashed that and thought well whatever so anyway i'm on my way home and God just starts kind of talking to me, you know, just kind of whatever, nudging me along. Maybe this is the next step. And I th- thought, okay, well, maybe I'll pray about it for a couple of weeks or whatever. <laughs> and, and this is, I, I, I don't know, but it, God curses sometimes when he talks to me, maybe he doesn't with you. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I curse, whatever it is, it's part of the deal and it's fine. It works out fine. But he was like you damn well do not have to pray about that you can marry nikki anytime you want you just can't maybe do it the way you want to and so i was like okay so anyway that night talked to nikki proposed and said hey i think you know what maybe we should just do this i mean we're committed and maybe there's blessings here that God has for us that we aren't going to be able to step into and walk into unless we take this step of obedience. Um, And, and then this week I happen to be reading to Jeremiah and in Jeremiah five, there's a verse again. I don't know where it's at. I should but It's in five. Just read your Bible. You'll find it, but it's around like 24 or something. And it says your sins keep my blessings at a distance and i thought bam it's right there i i kind of suspected that i mean it makes sense it works with everything right but i i i couldn't have pointed to a verse that was just out and out bang and uh, you know there would be part of me that would say you know if you're all committed and and you're both committed to each other really is it a sin at that point point? and you know you could split some hairs on that maybe but the fact of the matter is that if God starts prompting you on something, well, then it becomes something you got to deal with either way. And that's, that's been kind of the way that I operate. So if, if God starts pinpointing in on something, so anyway, the long and short of that, well, really more of a long story was that Nikki and I are officially engaged and we are going to get married sometime yet this year i think and we're you know what it's not we're not going to be able to do it like i would have wanted it's not going to be as big it's not going to be this big huge thing and we're just going to do it kind of small and simple with people real close to us we're going to start there then maybe next summer a year from now or something we'll do a bigger reception but we'll do it in, in a different order and i think that's fine I and actually, Nikki's excited about. It. She thinks that's fine too. Maybe it's a little bit of a throwback to an earlier era when people didn't—I don't know—put as much emphasis on all the, uh, all the material, all the just stuff that goes along with a wedding. And you know what? We're older. We've both been married before. I just don't—I don't see the need for quite all of that. Although I would like to have like a nice, big reception where we can have more people and you know do that when when we can do it up like we want to do it up. But you know the fact of the matter is that for me and I think Nikki is the same way once it became obvious that okay this is the next step then to not take that next step is 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 not an act of obedience and all of a sudden you're kind of you're kind of shutting off the flow at that point cuz you're like listen god you know I trust you you're my lord and whatever but not on this one I'm going to I'm going to tuck this one away and keep this one by myself and do what I want and anytime you try to keep an area like that, you try to keep an area of death. And and, and so if God has created things and there's this kind of flow and these blessings kind of flow and, and, and he's kind of made all of creation to 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 run along in this certain course and work in this certain way, when you can kind of get into that flow, I think is where we find blessing. And so sin, whether you like that word or you don't like that word, whatever you want to do with it, but it it's it's what separates us from God. It's it's those areas that we say, no, I, I'm going to take care of this one. You can have the rest, and you can have lordship over the rest. And you know, I'll, I'll trust and obey on the rest. But on this one, and this one, and this one, these are mine. I'll handle these. Don't worry, I've got it. And and so I mean, that's and 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 anytime you do that, it's it's you're you're kind of getting yourself out of that flow, or you're making yourself less. Uh, water dynamic, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Point is, it just doesn't work as well. And so, that as you get into the habit of obeying as he prompts you and as he leads you into certain things, and of taking those next steps of faith, because the other thing that's been it's been on my mind a lot lately is thinking about steps of faith, thinking about Peter walking on the water thinking about uh jesus breaking the bread so you you've got the when he feeds the four thousand was one time and five thousand i think was another time and you know he's got the little boys lunch and that's all he's got and the people have nothing to eat and he says bring it to me and just starts breaking it and you know it occurred to me i don't know what i ever pictured but it occurred to me that when the miracle of of feeding the 5,000 took place. There wasn't just this little boy's lunch, and then Jesus like waved his hands or said the right words or whatever, and all of a sudden there was this this truckload of food there, and he starts handing it out. It didn't work like that. It was as he broke, the, the loaves and the fish multiplied as he broke them, as he served them. It was as he was doing it. So with everyone, it's not like you, you never saw this multiplication of food. It was just as Jesus broke the bread, as he broke the fish into baskets into here. And it just, it just kept going. It shouldn't work that way. Same thing happened in the old Testament with Elisha. I, I did a serial on that last year. God says there's plenty and it's so good. If you, if you haven't listened to it, you should look it up. Um, but the, 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 they brought a certain amount of food and Elisha's servant says, Elisha says, go ahead and serve it to the, to the prophets. And he's like, for a hundred men, there's not nearly enough. And Elisha says, just go ahead and do it. God says there's plenty. So same thing. It's as he breaks it. Think about Peter. Jesus is walking on the water. They're out in the storm. They're all afraid. Jesus is walking on the water. And. Peter says, he said, that, first of all, they're afraid. They think it's a ghost. They think it's whatever. He says, don't be afraid. It's me. He's walking in the water, walking on the middle of the sea of Galilee in a storm in the middle of the waves. Jesus is walking on the water. And Peter says to him, if it's you, I want to come out to you. Tell me to come out to you. And Jesus says, all right, come on. Peter hops out of the boat and Peter starts walking on the water towards Jesus. Now, when you picture that, it wasn't i don't know if you remember from from my era and i'm i'm 47 now so back in the 80s we would have you know the superhero cartoons and i think you had like iceman and he like shot out from his hands this thing of ice and he's like skating along on this path of ice that he creates right and so i'm thinking about it and it wasn't like that it wasn't like peter got out of the boat and that miraculously there was this path of solidified water to Jesus. He got out of the boat and there was waves and there was storm and he didn't have any reason to think that to look down and think that he should be able to walk. That's why when when he got part of the way there, says that he looks down at the waves and then he starts to sink and go under because he starts worrying about the waves. And Jesus grabs him, pulls him up, and says, Oh, you a little faith. Why you know, why'd you look at the waves? Well, anyway, the point is. With every step Peter took, the water solidified under his feet. It wasn't solid there before. He had no reason. He couldn't look and think, you know, with this step, I'm gonna step on something that's gonna keep me up. It didn't work that way. It was as he walked. With each step, the water solidified under him. And I and I so I think there's something for us to take out of that. That when we move in faith, when we move with God, it's As we walk, as we take the next step of faith, and it doesn't look like it's going to work, and there's no reason to think it's going to work, but God told us it's going to work, or God laid it on his heart that this is the next step of obedience, and we say, you know what? I'm taking the step anyway. And so as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus in the storm, and we take the step, and we take the step, we can walk on the water as soon as we take our eyes off him, and as soon as we look down, to make sure there's something to step on, there's nothing to step on and we fall. So for me, this was kind of like that. And that doesn't, I'm not trying to take away the romantic part of it. I, listen, part of it is, and maybe somebody out there, part of the reason that I wanted to talk about this is, you know, I start. I wrote the book leaves the blue way and it's, it's really authentic, pretty vulnerable. I think it's a, it's a good read and it it's, Well, it's what it is. It was me kind of ripping my chest open and exposing some things that, uh, that I, I wasn't entirely sure that I could at the time. And, and, you know, you, you buy the book at Amazon, If I didn't mention that and judge for yourself. But I, but I think that, that I accomplished it. I think I wrote a really authentic story and in the, in a vulnerable way. And so with this thing, I know there's people out there just like me. I know that there's people who've been divorced, and, and you know that maybe your partner's been divorced, and you're living together, and whatever. And and listen, I'm not like all of a sudden, oh my God, condemning you, judging you, anything like that. Not at all. Whatever works, you know. And but if the time comes and God says, listen, and 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 you and you, it's presented to you, and you say, hey, whoa. Maybe there's something to this marriage thing. Uh, and then if you take that step of, of obedience, I believe that you're taking a step into blessing by doing that. I mean, if, if anything changes, and it is weird because you think, well, why would anything change? Everything should be the same. But, but, it, but there is a different slant that it puts on it. I can't exactly explain it. I was a little surprised when it happened. I didn't... <laughs> I, I just didn't i thought like probably a lot of you would well what's the difference you already live together so it's the same thing there's something that's not the same about it i don't know how to explain that is it because there's a supernatural element to it is it because god inhabits the smallest parts of marriage i i don't know and i'm not saying that we've done it yet, but but just by taking the step of obedience to say okay that's what you want by the end of this year we're going to just figure out a way to do it that it, it's a it's a step of faith and and i think with everyone that you take with every step you take toward God, it gets easier to take more steps toward him. And you're walking into blessing. And so, anyway, that's my it, it, that's my story, anyway. that's So, I am extremely excited that I get to marry the lovely and gracious Nikki. And that I get to say my wife, Nikki, like I'm excited about stupid things like that. But I'm excited about it. So, and I didn't expect to be, I didn't listen. I walked into this on Sunday morning. This wasn't in my head at all. I mean, I say that it's been in my declarations and things. So it's, it's, it's been a little bit in my consciousness, but I had kind of packed it off because I just thought, well, and then God was like, dude, you don't have to declare to me to marry Nikki. You can marry Nikki anytime you damn well want. I was like, That's probably true. (laughs) It's hard to. So, the the things I always run into, which is it it seems to be somewhat hard to argue with God about things. So, we're going to do a small ceremony, and my co host, Will, I think, is going to get ordained and be the reverend, and it's going to be great. It's going to be perfectly suiting to where we're at in life. And it's just, I'm excited about it. So, anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about that because, you know, Nikki will go on social media, whatever, make her announcement. I don't give a damn about social media at all. I just don't care. You know, I mean I, I post some clips of the show and whatever, remind people's up, but promote it, but I just don't care about it. social media is not where it's not where I spend my time. It's not where I put my efforts, quite honestly. Where I put my efforts and where I, what I care about is this show. And my audience and you guys that tune in and care enough to tune in and listen. And um I the, the other thing I want to do is I want to give you a little bit more of a preview of what I've been working on that I'm really hoping to launch. So I'm hoping to launch next February. So it'd be February of 2023. And what it's going to be is it's going to be another um uh, another podcast I guess of sorts. It's going to be um I, I think I'm going to call it Todd Allen Presents. And I'm going to have two different, uh, serial audio stories that I'm going to release. And I'm I'm going to, the first one's going to be insurrection and I've teased you about it. And then the, the other story is going to be witness. And the, the format is going to be something along the lines of, we're going to do about an eight week season. So you're going to have the first season of insurrection that'll be eight weeks. So we'll have an episode that releases every week and it will be kind of audiobook style to be me, um, recording and, and reading the story essentially. And it's already written. I'm working on witness now witness. And so then we'll have the first eight week season of insurrection. Then like, I don't know, four or five weeks off, then we'll do the first season, eight week season of witness, and then take four or five weeks off. And we'll do the second season of insurrection take four or five weeks off and do the second season of witness so within within a year there's going to be four eight week seasons if that makes sense uh episodes so I, I guess it would amount to 32 episodes 16 of insurrection 16 of uh of witness and they're going to be kind of spaced out like that and i am extremely excited about this insurrection is, I think I think you're gonna love this story, and the other thing I'm gonna do, or that we are going to do, I should say, is along with, so every week when an episode drops, say say the episode first season first show of episode of, of insurrection drops on, let's say a Monday, then either that Wednesday we are also gonna do a special podcast dedicated to that episode with me and then a panel will's gonna be on um and then we're working on the other two i think lauren might do it help me out with the engineering and also have a mic and then uh my goal is and my hope is that that Carrie will so we're gonna have that every week and we're gonna talk about the episode that dropped because within every episode there's a lot of we're, we're touching on a lot of taboo topics this is mega terrorism 101 here because this is an insurrection we're writing about here folks now it is fiction it's a fictional story it begins uh, the the story begins fall of 2024 just before the election maybe four or six weeks before the 2024 presidential election and that's that's when the story starts and then it kind of takes off from there so and it's about exactly what the title would imply which is a real insurrection with guns and bombs and explosions and blood and warfare. And it's going to be f- it, it, the, the story and also great characters. Cause to me, the most important thing about a story is the characters. The characters are what make the story. And in fact, the characters I think tell the story we, 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 even me as the writer, I discover the story through the characters as I write it and as as they as they live it out, and I love it. So I love Insurrection, I'm, and I'm super excited about Witness. I'm just getting started on the first season of Witness, but I'm going to have six months in the tank, so I'll have both first seasons done before we launch, and then every week we're going to talk about So whatever happens in Insurrection that week, we're going to talk about, you know, is... Is this kind of violence ever justified against the government? Is it not? I mean, we're a nation that was born out of it. So certainly we feel like in 1776 it was. Certainly we feel like the North and the Civil War had the high ground and them fighting a war with the South to reunify America uh, was worth it, was morally justifiable and freed the slaves and everything else. So certainly there are times. But it's going to give us so much to talk about. And my guess is it's going to drive the lefties and the libs absolutely insane. Now, mind you, it's a, it's a fictional story, but that I don't believe is going to stop them from losing their mind. My hope is that I at least can will we'll avoid the FBI raiding me and hauling me off to jail with the January Sixers for writing a story. Because we do, in fact, I think, have freedom of speech in this country. But that becomes uh, less and less every day, unfortunately. So, but hey, now I'm getting married, so I at least have will have a wife to come bail me out. <laughs> so... Anyway, I am so excited, but the, the the reason that this show hasn't gotten the attention that it, that I would like to give it is simply because not only do I work full-time, but I'm doing this, and I'm writing instruction, I'm writing witness and recording, and just, it's it's a lot to get done. So, it will be subscription-based. So, it's going to be a separate podcast, it's going to be subscription-based, five bucks a month. So, if you want to enjoy the stories, and trust me, you do, and you want to be part of the conversation with us, then it's going to cost you. You have to support me a little bit to the tune of maybe a Starbucks coffee a month, or if we were hanging out and you bought me a beer and for that, I think you're going to get a, a lot of hours. I'm also going to put leaves that blew away up as a, uh, as a, as an audio book of sorts uh, in a podcast version. And then uh, nine mile point, which is my unreleased book, but I'm getting ready to release that. And probably around the same time. I was hoping to have it out this year. I don't know if I'm going to make it in time for the holiday season to get the actual physical book out or not. But uh, the audio version will be on this new podcast. So it'll be a five bucks a month. You're supporting me. And I'm going to keep this story going. And I'll be honest with you. I think these stories are going to be huge. I believe they're going to take off. Uh, insurrections about what I told you. Witness is actually a fictional take on the apocalypse. So, so if insurrection is is a story about the end of America, then witness is a story about the end of the world. So you have Revelation, which is the apocalyptic book in the Bible, and there's a lot going on in Revelation. Uh, you know, all kinds of craziness. And I'm taking kind of a spot, and we're gonna do a deep dive on some characters in it's going to be a story about the end of the world. And I think that it is going to be great. I'm so excited about it. I'm, I'm just getting into writing it right now and I can't wait. I'm, I just, it's great. So, uh, but listen, in order for me to do what I want to do with this new venture, I, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you guys to support me on it. Cause I really can't do what I want to do and work a full-time job and do all these things. So, I, what I, my goal would be that every time, cause I know how annoying those monthly charges are. My goal is that you will enjoy insurrection witness in our panel podcasts on it and everything else so much that every single time you see that charge on your credit card bill or on your debit card or whatever, you're going to be like, man, that's the best five bucks a month I ever spent. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the goal and I, and I really think I'm really excited about it. I think you guys there just isn't much in the way of entertainment out there that that is in kind of our mega America first that 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 comes from that direction. You know there's all kinds of podcasts where we talk about the politics day we do this and this is I think going to be something completely different and new and I think I really think you're going to you're you're going to love it. So anyway I'm going to have some trailers come out. There's going to be more that's coming out, but I just wanted to give you guys a preview into that too. Cause I am, I'm really so excited about it. You can't even believe it. We've got artwork up for it. I can't wait to get merchandise out the whole thing. So, uh, really excited about it and we'll do more on it. So anyway, that's kind of my, that's your look into Todd's life. So (laughs) next show we'll get back to normal, but, but, uh, it, it, don't forget you can get a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram at uh, the Todd Allen show and I don't know I think I, I think that's it for today guys. I think that's all I've got. I'm gonna be and hopefully by the end of the year I'll be a married man again. Oh my God
1: <laughs> Anyway.
0: <laughs> thanks for joining me today guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope to hear from you. Don't be afraid to drop me a note. Anything you want to talk about, whatever. Love to hear it. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you next time.